this is something that he does with a lot of his fighters. And it's one of the worksheets. Um, I think just about confidence or like letting stuff go. I, mm. like I said, I obsess about things. I tend to hold on to things. And he had me write down literally everything that could go wrong, you know, uh, face it, you know, and that's the thing with the visualization, like actually face it, right. Every single thing that could go wrong. Um, and then I had another sheet where I wrote everything that could go right, you know, and why it will go right as well. You know, like if I had uh, talked about getting TKO'd or my cardio gassing out, it was like, well, on the other hand, I ran, you know, three miles every single day, or I did this and this. So it helped, you know, it showed me the balance of yes, everything that could go wrong, but at the same time, everything that will go right because of my preparation. And then basically burned the piece of paper with everything that could go wrong. I'd like to give a special shout out to the sponsor of our show, The Makeover Master. I can't say enough good things about them as they've done a ton to help grow our show and support our mission through their branding and brand strategy help. Honestly, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without them. Here's the deal. If you run a business and you want more awareness, leads, and sales, everyone out there is telling you that their strategy, tool, or tactic is the magic pill that will give it to you fast and easy. But these quick fix solutions don't work for most because most businesses are either missing the foundations or they're out of order and the foundations are what make all these online strategies work. Well, I have some awesome news for you. Because of our sponsorship with the Makeover Master, I'm able to give you their $997 foundations course for free. I've been through this course myself and it is packed with so much value and it's unlike any other course out there today. You can get through it in less than a few hours and it will completely transform your perspective on what really matters and why it matters when it comes to having more success with your business online. If you go to the show notes of this episode, our sponsors page, or visit ericallenmedia.com slash foundations today, you can get access to the course completely free. And I'm not really sure when this free offer is going to end, so go to ericallenmedia.com slash foundations and get your free $997 gift from me to you. Natalia, you're a pro MMA fighter. You're signed to the Invicta FC roster. You're signed to TKO Combat Sports. All around badass. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. No, thank you guys so much for having me. This is awesome. Very cool. I love to go back with my shows. Like, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? Um, it was pretty interesting. I grew up in SoCal. So like okay. Southern California, pretty much the most South you can get before Mexico. Okay. So I grew up very close to the border in California, okay. uh, went to school there, graduated high school there, and then um, somehow ended up in Albuquerque. Don't know how it happened, okay. but I do love, you know, San Diego is my home. So love it so much. Love California. Very nice. I'll be heading out to San Diego twice this year, once in July, once in September. So super excited to, to be down there. It's just so beautiful down there. Oh, absolutely. We're so lucky out here. <laughs> According to Tapology, you started your amateur MMA career in 2006, but, or 2016, but I think you've been fighting since well before that, like 2006, right? Yeah, you know, I made my amateur MMA debut down here. I think it was actually uh, like Anaheim area, okay. but San Diego, uh, Anaheim area, I've been fighting, but I grew up doing Muay Thai kickboxing. So at like oh, 15, nice. 16, I started fighting. And because we're so close to the border, I was actually going down with my team to Mexico. So I'd go to Rosarito, Tecate, yeah. um, all these different places and was actually able to fight in like 
dirt gyms down there <laughs> and in a club down in TJ before. So I've had quite an interesting career with it. You know, like I said, yeah, I have been fighting for quite a while Muay Thai, yeah. but uh, the MMA similar transition, you know, so it wasn't too bad. Was it, what was the reaction from your friends and your family? Were like, yeah, I'm gonna actually do this fight thing and for real and go do MMA. Uh, <laughs> it's been very interesting, especially because my mom's a nurse. Oh, okay. <laughs> so awesome. that was a lot for her to accept that. Yeah, you know, um, this is what I'm pursuing as my career. Yeah. They both of my parents, a lot of my family members and friends have been used to it because I have been fighting for a while now. Sure. So they've been used to me, you know, showing up with black eyes and bruises, and they kind of just were like, oh, "Okay, this is cool," not realizing how much I was actually putting into this and that, you know, one day it was kind of like, Hey, this is something I can make a career out of. Why not? I put this many years into it, put my body through this much damage, might as well kind of go for it. And it was one of those, luckily I didn't have to put all my eggs in this basket. So if nothing comes of it, at least I can say I tried and had these experiences, got to travel, the people I've got to meet. So they kind of were used to it. And the MMA, I had to talk them down. Like, you know, sometimes I can actually tap out of MMA quicker than I can tap out of Muay Thai. Muay Thai, sometimes you're just standing and banging and that's really a lot of damage to take. MMA, I can save myself if I need to, you know, obviously you don't want to do that, but I tried to talk them down a little bit. Like, yes, it looks gruesome, but it's actually not too bad. And uh, I actually love MMA. I love all the mixed martial arts together. So I think them seeing how passionate I was about it, they kind of really got really into it as well. And everyone's just been so supportive of me, you know, never expected me the show choir cheerleader to end up (laughs) uh, fighting, but I've had so much support. It's actually pretty awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Now, I mean, you made your <laughs> debut at Invicta FC in July of last year. There wasn't really a crowd yeah. at the event. Like, what were you nope. doing backstage before you walked out to that? And then how was it fighting with no crowd? Oh, it was intense. I was so lucky to actually get a fight during this pandemic, you know, yeah. never thought it would actually happen. Was supposed to make my debut of like April of 2019, okay. uh, or uh, I think it was April of 2020. And, um, it got pushed. It was right at the start of the pandemic. It got canceled. It was supposed to be in California. California shut down, uh, got delayed, got delayed somehow. And, you know, was able to get with Invicta and got on one of their first cards during the pandemic. And it was insane. We were only allowed to have like one corner man. Um, We were quarantined the entire time. So it was very weird weight cutting wise, Um, just very different. I'm a performer. I love being in front of people. You know, I have so many people that come and support me. So it's being in a very quiet area. Like I understood for the, cause it was on UFC fight pass. So, uh, somewhat of the TV, uh, media aspect of it. I understood quiet, the the quietness, but it was weird. I, it just, I wasn't a hundred percent in it. And I think it was a good idea. Like I love performing in front of people. And, um, if you're going to do that, you a hundred percent need to be ready for, uh, the mental part of, yeah, being in the crowd or being with no crowd, you're hearing that other corner person and, uh, it's just you guys in there. So it's very, very different, uh, something to get used to. Some people love it. 
Uh, some people absolutely hate it. I'm a little bit in between, you know, yeah. I prefer the crowd for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even just from a viewer's perspective, watching it, I mean, you can just hear everything. You hear both coaches, you know, yeah. jamming at the same time. And, you know, <laughs> you're trying to listen to your coach, but you're probably also hearing their coach and things going on. Yeah. You're like, so, I know she's going to throw it straight at me because right. I hear the coach. And that's where those uh, little cue words, you know, code words come into play. Right. Uh, but it was very awkward. And especially only having one cornerman, you know, I, sometimes that's all people need. Some people can go in there without cornermen. I like having my people in there with me, you know, they know how to talk to me. They've been through the camps with me. So it was very different having to like pick one and just have one person, one individual, one coach in there with me. And I think that, uh, definitely influenced me as well too because I I love my people I love having them around me you know just that comfort around me for sure yeah I mean you didn't get the win at the event but you did awesome how do you handle those losses like do you want to go back and watch tape or take a break or get right back in the gym it's really hard to watch tape I'm one of those it takes me a minute to watch tape but I watched it and then I was going crazy I'm a bit of an obsessive person (laughs) so it did uh, you know it got in my head I was like oh literally everything we practiced, uh, played out in the fight and, uh, didn't go my way, you know? So it was one of those things I was texting my coach that night and I was like, okay, this is what was going wrong. This is what I need to work on. And I was straight back at it. You know, as soon as I lost by rear naked choke, I was in the jujitsu gym and I've just been like obsessively doing my grappling. And it luckily it was able to show in this last fight. Um, but it was hard, you know, especially because I, you, we put so much into this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very passionate person. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So of course, with it not going my way, especially the big buildup, everyone was watching and supporting and so hyped for it. And then for it to go that way, it, it was definitely disappointing. And it took me a minute to have to go through that mental, you know, battle of it all. And luckily I actually work with a mental coach. Um, he works with quite a few fighters, UFC, all these different big promotions. So he helped me through a lot of that. You know, I don't think I would have necessarily been able to handle it on my own, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, I couldn't go out like that, I guess you could say. So it just kind of lit a fire under me, which I really needed. I think I got a little too comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, I think, and you, you touched base on the mental coach and and I love that aspect because I love to kind of ask with fighters, like, how do you prepare for fights on the mental side? You have a mental coach, like what type of things does he walk you through before or after fights? Um, uh, no, it is a, he mindset, Mike, shout out to mindset, Mike. He's awesome. Like I said, he works with, a he's a wrestling coach or he was a wrestling coach works with a ton of fighters and it's been very interesting. I'm a very visual person. So doing a ton of visualization routines, all that is very helpful for me. And, um, honestly, just not putting so much into, I should say, not putting too much pressure on my shoulders. You know, this is what I love to do. And that is always kind of like the base of the mental side of it is like, this is what I love doing, you know, and it sucks. It's so rough. Sometimes it'll break your heart, but at the same time, I am one of the few that can actually handle that. And I've, you know, I've had my losses before I've come back for them. I've had the injuries before and I've come back for them. So a lot of it just comes with, um, getting over that, you know, and just kind of building confidence. I think that was a big issue for me too. So having someone in your face where we were actually doing, um, like 
worksheets. You know, it was like school, which I actually really enjoyed. I like, I had a notebook and I had to write stuff down. Um, We talked like once a week, just going through uh, different things, you know, our worksheets, different exercises. He would have me do exercises as homework, you know, and uh, that worked really well for me. So I think that made a big difference going into this last fight. And overall, it showed, like I said, with the training as well as the mental side of it. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. That's mental stuff, man. It's so good. Yeah, it's intense. <laughs> it, 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 for, for sure. You talk about your last fight. You did it. You fought in April. You won via TKO there. And in your post on Instagram, you were like showing this video of you burning some paper. What was that that you were burning? Oh, Ellen Lashley, that's awesome. You saw that was actually from my mental coach. Okay. So we didn't do it uh, going into my pro debut which I'm really, I'm kind of happy that that didn't happen because it was a really cool experience. Basically, he, this is something that he does with a lot of his fighters. And it's one of the worksheets, um, I think just about confidence or like letting stuff go. I, Mm. like I said, I obsess about things. I tend to hold on to things. And he had me write down literally everything that could go wrong, you know, Uh, face it, you know, and that's the thing with the visualization, like actually face it right? Every single thing that could go wrong. Um, And then I had another sheet where I wrote everything that could go right, you know, and why it will go right as well. You know, like if I had uh, talked about getting TKO'd or my cardio gassing out, it was like, well, on the other hand, I ran, you know, three miles every single day, or I did this and this. So, it helped, you know, it showed me the balance of yes, everything that could go wrong, but at the same time, everything that will go right because of my preparation. And then basically burned the piece of paper with everything that could go wrong. And I can't remember the name exactly, but he talked about the Vikings. And it was a, it was a really good analogy because he talked about when Vikings would go to these places to kind of pillage through everything, you know, take over these villages they would actually burn their ships so there was no going back it was like we're here to stay and we're taking over you know and there's no way out of this and so that's kind of how he looks at the papers you write everything absolutely that could go wrong down and then uh, fold it up and burn it and watch it burn and be like look there's no going back and that's it time to move forward and That was a really good, I'm into all that kind of stuff too. I love, you know, corny, but cool stuff. And that really touched with me. So it was cool. I was burning all that negativity away and it was nice to watch it burn. I love the smell of that smoke, you know, from campfires, stuff like that. Totally. So burn the paper, went backstage and was ready to go. It was really cool. Oh, so good. I got chills on the yeah. back of my neck. Like, <laughs> mindset, Mike, I need to, I need to get him on the show. I need to talk He's to him. To be 100%. <laughs> it's, it's a big deal, especially talking sure. with all the fighters. Yeah. We all go through so many different things and it affects how we perform. So that was a really cool activity or, uh, you know, interactive thing to be able to do. And, uh, it worked. <laughs> I love that. I started speaking yeah. publicly just this year on like, you know, I talked about like our past does not define our future and we can make that change at any yeah. moment. And that's so good. So good. Uh, now you yeah. train out at Jackson Wink down there uh, with absolute killers. How much confidence does that give you heading into these fights? It's exactly what I needed for sure. Yeah. Like I said, I, people were not expecting me to end up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, of right. all places, especially <laughs> from San Diego, California. Sure. 
quite a, you know, culture shock going out there for sure. But going out there was exactly what I needed to keep me going on this career path. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, I went out there, I was hanging with the big dogs. I was getting my butt whooped, but sure. I was hanging with the big dogs. And it was like, no, okay. I'm, this is exactly where I need to be. And the push I was getting and being able to talk to all these fighters and hearing all their experiences. I, I love talking to people too, finding out their stories, everything they've been through. So to be in the gym, to be able to hear Holly, Michelle, Jody Esquibel, all talking about, you know, uh, different fights and things that have happened in the fights and just their experiences throughout their, you know, over 18, 20 year careers. Right. It's insane. It is so cool to, you know, I'm not always starstruck, but sometimes I'll just be sitting there. I was at Michelle's house in my last camp. And like I said, I was hearing these girls and they were just talking about their experiences and what they've been through. And I was like, this is so freaking cool, you know, just to be a part of it, to be learning from these people, um, just solidified again, that move, you know, like it's, it's helped project me so far, not just from the teammates, but also the coaches to the environment. I loved, uh, going out to the mountains, the mental side of it too. That's kind of my meditation. You know, I loved going out there. So yeah, being out in the mountains, very mentally stimulating and really good to clear myself. So all of it came together and they say it's actually the land of enchantment. And Mm. I was hooked something about it. I was hooked with the people, everything about it. So definitely was the right move. And I'm so far it showed for sure. Absolutely. And then you, you talked about earlier, like after you got that loss, you went like straight back, started training in jujitsu. Congratulations on your gold and silver win there at the Memphis IBJJF tournament. That's so rad. What was that experience like for you? Oh my gosh. It was actually overwhelming. (laughs) And I was at a, I was actually at a pretty small tournament. I was talking to, I was very fortunate. I was able to have some training partners, a black belt and a purple belt couple come out with me to Memphis. Um, you know, after my loss, I literally went and signed up for Gracie, Gracie Baja and was there every single day. You know, I do love the gi. I love doing no gi, everything. I I just want to learn it all. And I was fortunate to be able to train with this couple that is out at the gym, knew they were going to Memphis, Tennessee. And I was like, well, I just want to go to Memphis. Why not? And they were telling me this is actually a small tournament compared to how it was. And I was like I said, overwhelmed. It was so cool. And I just, I wrote in my post, I was like a whole new respect for these tournaments. I never knew what to expect. Um, but I was like, wow, this is a whole new world that I need to learn about for sure. Right. <laughs> and it motivated me, you know, I, I loved competing with it. Yeah. And I noticed that you also did uh, some commentating back in December. Uh, is yeah. that something that you want to continue <laughs> to do or, or what, what was that like? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I said, I love everything about fighting. I always get told off too, because I just don't stop talking about it. (laughs) I, I can talk a lot. I'm sorry. Oh, I love it. But, um, yes, you know, I am very realistic about this career as well. I know eventually it will come to an end probably sooner rather than later. And I, of all the years that I put into this, I want to still be involved with it in any way I can, whether it's matchmaking, commentating, you know, being signed with Invicta was so cool because there are so many women behind the scenes, you know, Shannon Knapp, 
the president and then you have the matchmakers that are all women, social media women. It's so cool to see all of these women just rock in these promotions. And I'd love to be a part of that in any way that I can. I don't think I'd ever be able to uh, judge. Sure. <laughs> Could never be a judge. I, <laughs> I want everyone to get a medal. <laughs> yeah. But the commentating, like I said, I can talk people's ears off about fighting. So would love doing stuff like that in the future when I may not be fighting still. Oh, that's amazing. I want to do a transition to some fun questions here real quick. I've got yeah. these things called pod decks. It's essentially just random questions. So I'll pull one out here and hopefully it's not a flop, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> it says, what's the worst pickup line you've ever heard or dished out? Oh, gosh. Well, I, uh, hmm, that's a good one. I have gotten some very interesting ones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure with social media, it's uh, pretty bad. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> social media can get pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Totally. But I actually love one pickup line that I actually really, really enjoyed. And it turned out pretty funny too, because it was true. But uh, somebody asked me, they're like, uh, do you, I think it was something like, do you need an inhaler? And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, yeah, because you have that ASS, asthma, like asthma. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I do have asthma. So I was like, oh, actually, <laughs> I do actually have an inhaler. <laughs> and so that was kind of pretty funny to talk about. So, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Are you, are you a fan of bare knuckle? Uh, yeah, it's hard. Yes, yeah. I am for okay. sure. Okay. Would you ever I want to don't do know it? if I could, I don't know if I could ever do okay. it, I, especially after seeing those women. I don't know if you saw, it was one of the last bare knuckle boxing. I don't know if it was for a belt, but these girls, I think her name was like Taylor star or something like that. I have yeah, her on Instagram. Starling. Yeah. She's been yeah, on my show. Starling. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, did you see her face after that fight? For sure. <laughs> so I praise all of those women. Oh, that would be so cool, especially to go watch one live. I'd love to watch some bare knuckle live. Sure. Always a fun question <laughs> to ask. Who has hit you the hardest? Whether that be in training or in fight, like just, you got rocked. You're like, oh my gosh. Um, so it's uh, with the girls actually michelle i she has kicked me so hard in my mouth before like straight <laughs> chin because i'm a you know i did have some boxing so sometimes i'll have a bad habit of slipping okay. she's a kicker so i literally slipped into one of her kicks and it stunned me so hard i was like thank goodness i have a chin and knock on wood <laughs> because if i didn't have my daddy's big chin then that would have dropped me for sure. So that was definitely Michelle's kicked me one of the hardest. Um, and honestly, I think actually it's happened only one time that I've literally been stunned. And yeah. that was actually sparring with a guy who is a little bit heavier than me. And okay. that's when I was like, you know, maybe I get a little excited. I'll go, you know, with anybody. I don't mind, but it was one of those. I don't even think he realized he had done it so hard, but yeah. it was just, guys hit heavy and I same thing just walked straight into something and I was like that stunned me for sure and that was a weird experience so sure well I love being on this side of the cage so thank you for what you do 
I'll take all the hits. Don't okay. worry. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, last question I love to ask is I'm a music guy. So what's a favorite type of music for you? Or do you have a uh, favorite band that you like to listen to? Um, so I'm actually all over the place. Okay. I grew up with music. I played cello for quite a few years. Oh, I was nice. in an orchestra. Like I said, definitely. I was a little bit of a nerd growing up and, um, I have such a variety that I love. I have growing up. My dad used to listen to so much like old school rock. So okay. I love old school rock. Um, but I also love R and B. Like I grew up with R and B SoCal, California, you know, so that yeah. just touches my soul in a whole different way. Jazz, just so many different things. Anything that has actual instruments in it too, just rocks my world for sure. <laughs> Love it. So, I, yeah. That's amazing. I wanted to also give you an opportunity and tell you to give a shout out to coaches, teammates, sponsors, anything like that. The, the camera's all yours. You know, I can never thank people enough for yeah. everything that they put into me the support just being there for me from the coaches to my sponsors you know my sponsors hk has just been above and beyond they've started sponsoring others at my gym just because uh they are such a genuine company. I absolutely love them so much. You know, they're Brits too. So got to support the Brits and all that. But yeah. HKA, Feed Me, Fight Me, Valley Tudo, they've kind of been there with me from the beginning. It's awesome. I re recently actually signed with Sick Chic. And that's been so cool too, because that's gotten me into the jujitsu side of it. So again, a woman running this company. Yep. So I love supporting any of those women companies and um, that support law enforcement, first responders, military. That's a big part for me as well. Um, and yeah, everyone at Jackson Wink, you know, Jackson Wink, Gracie, Harry, you know who you are, all of these people that have helped me these hours in and outside the gym, letting me message them, asking questions, you know, Harry St. Ledger, I'll message him at 11 o'clock at night, and we'll just send fight videos back and forth to each other. And those little moments, it literally means so much because I know they care, you know, and so having that support, I can never thank anyone enough because you know, for all that. So it just so much. And honestly, just being able to come and do stuff like this, it's so awesome to just share my story a little bit and talk to you guys. And I think it's pretty awesome. So thank you as well. Absolutely. It's such an honor to have you on my show. I'm so excited to see you back in the cage. You're an absolute warrior, badass, and just looking forward to seeing you back in there. Thank you again for taking the time. No, thank you guys. And stay tuned. It's going to be a good one. Sweet. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching the show today. I appreciate it. If you could, please leave a rating and review on our Apple podcast. The link is down below. That helps us get our message out, get the show out, helps us get ranked out there on the Apple podcast. Also, leave a comment below, man. I'd love to know what part of this show made the most impact on you. I respond to every comment on there. And please share this video, whether you're watching on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, please share it out. We want to make sure that we impact as many people as we can with the guests that come on my show and highlight those guests and what they've got going on and they're changing the world. So thank you so much for the time. So appreciate it. Have an awesome day.